Good morning, church. Today is a good day, right? Very good, good, beautiful day. Happy for all the father in the house. My name is Andrew B. Nimle. I'm your worship guy. Welcome to Groveport United Methodist Church. We got a few announcements. If it's true in the announcement bulletin, uh, we want to emphasize a few of them, please. The United Methodist men will be assisting in our Father Day service today. You see all that. The men are in charge. Thank you, men. Fiesta Sunday. We want to say thank you next Sunday to Pastor Jennifer and his entire family for giving all they have to the church for the last five years. So please, Fiesta Sunday is very important next week. For those of you who are watching online, if you have not come to church, we need you. You guys were here when the kids were little. They grew up with us, so we need you. Show up, please, next Sunday, immediately after church. It's the big one. If you are not signed up for the Taco Bell, make sure in the part of right after service, Jen will be in there. You need to sign up. We need to put everything we have. The way we welcome him, let us send him out with glory. So make sure it's Fiesta Sunday, next Sunday. want to welcome our new pastor, Pastor Ray. He will start the first Sunday in July. And then, which will be July 2nd, and then July 9th, he will meet with the entire church. There's an opportunity to see who your new pastor is, to hear him. So we look forward to you all. That is, we'll be meeting him right after service for reception on July 9th. The men will be having a concession stand on July 4th. That's a big one. All phone generator on that day on July 4th will be put into the operational fund. So we want to ask every man in the hall, even their women, or our girls, our ladies, our young women, please come help us. Let's sell a lot of hot dogs. Please. That is on July 4th. Before I continue, I want to give a shout out to Dr. Brown Lewis for stepping in for me yesterday, even though he, I know, he went and tell the church where I went, but thank you, Brad. Don't do that next time. I was a secret. <laughs> and I want to say thank you to our volunteer. Last week, Thursday, we served at the full pantry. It was amazing. And we also say thank you to, uh, to our Friday giveaway. It was great. This, this Thursday, the 22nd, will be the last time Grove Port Church will be in charge for the month of June. Our next distribution will be in November. So we want to say thank you to all our volunteers. And next week, Saturday, we will be feeding the children. Please come on Friday on the 23rd to help us to prepare meal at the church. Remember, the feeding will be taking place at St. Clair. Many of those who come, ladies and gentlemen, they are homeless. So we need you to come to help us prepare food to give it to them. For the upper room for July and August, it can be found at the back. And also, 
the Liberian scholarship pledges and payment are due early July. You can find information on the back. David arrived safely on Thursday. He's not here because in Minnesota for important uh, meeting, he will be addressing the church to let them know uh, to give update on his trip for the Liberian scholarship. I want to say thank you. Is there any other announcement? If there is no other announcement, we want you to please quiet your heart as we uh, slowly uh, listen or uh, uh, as they come in, they light the candle. Thank you.
worship the Apostle Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He has sat in the heaven, and sat at the right hand of the God the Father Almighty. From there he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Please join me in the congregation of prayer. Our good Father, we are joyful that Jesus taught us to pray to you as we died name. You protect us, care for us, and speak wisdom into our life. May your glory shine bright in our lives as we draw close to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Worship with you. Hello to you joining us online. It's great to be with you as well. And uh, as you see, we're about to go into a time of prayer. But before we do that, uh, we just want to take a moment to recognize the day of what it is. Of course, today is Father's Day, day where we recognize the fathers in our lives and honor them. Uh, we also recognize not only the fathers in this church, but uh, we want to just recognize that, you know, as a church family, there are so many men that play a vital role in our faith journey especially uh, helping us know who Jesus Christ is. And so if you're here today, I'd just like you to be recognized. And so uh, if you're here today, and first of all, if you are a father, if you want to stand up, if you've ever helped with Sunday school or VBS, if you'd stand up, if you've helped with the worship team or been a liturgist, stand up. If you've preached a sermon, stand up. If you've helped with Fourth of July hot dog sales, stand up. If you've done anything in the parking lot or elevator stand up if you've just if you've just put money in the plate stand up you know what i'm saying you know, men of the church you can stand up for a minute here today we're so glad <laughs> and thank you and uh, you may be seated but we are just excited uh, of course to have just people around in our life that do show us jesus christ what it means to be a follower and a disciple of him and so men we're thankful for you here today uh, and for the men doing this service we're also thankful for those who are helping out and serving in all the different capacities do want to spend some time in prayer. We have a pretty healthy list of uh, praises and prayer concerns that you see printed here. Uh, is there something? Yeah, we just did that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you can speak. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were going to speak. All right, never mind. I didn't. No one, no one knew. Let me know that. All right, Ron, come on up. We're going to have. A, we have a, Ron's going to come up and say something. <laughs> Yes, yeah, I want to reiterate again uh, a special Father's Day service today presented by the men of the church. We like to honor all the dads, the past, the present, and the future. Now, how many know in this congregation know Dr. Rick? Now, I know that we all know Dr. Rick. No one's saw the progressive insurance commercials, don't be your parents. Okay, well, the counselor on that is Dr. Rick. Now, every time I see that commercial, I always say, why not? What's funny is every one of those commercials, I can relate to them. The guy in the elevator that looks around and talks to everybody. 
the guy that looks at the little manufacturing plate in the elevator, looks at the capacity, and then wonders the number of people in there if we're coming close to that. The noises that we make, getting up, getting down, whatever we do. Talking to everyone in line, I do that. People look at me kind of strangely when I do that. I always wave to everybody when I'm there uh, outside and in the yard. I wave to them when they go by. And I know they spend the rest of the day figuring out, who was that guy? <laughs> Using maps, my wife Sheila and I, we have the US Atlas map in our RV. And I pick that up every time I travel and go somewhere. I like to look at the map. Now the kids just think that's terrible. Velcove. Who's ever Velcroed their remote to their table or their chair or something because they wanted to make sure they could find it? You know, every one of us has learned something from our fathers. And we owe the values of our life to them. We don't have to be a biological father to provide father advice, support, encouragement, to love any child. Those of that those of us have shown love, have mentored a child, give fairly advice, you are truly blessed under God's world. Now, Proverbs 22.6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. What we need today is more fairly role models. More of those fathers out there that care and nurture our children. There are far too many negative influences in our children today. So today, hug a child, love a child. God bless you all. Thank you, Ron. Now when I'm driving around, I know who that guy is waving at me. Thank you for letting me know that. I'll wave back next time. Uh, as I mentioned before, uh, we're going to be spending some time in prayer at this moment. Uh, I do want to just mention to you, we got uh, a prayer request chain. If you ever want to join our prayer request chain, uh, you're welcome to do that, as well as if you ever have a prayer request, you can send it in to prayer at groveportumc.org. As you see on the screen up there, again, prayer at groveportumc.org. We'd love to pray for your prayer request. Do have a uh, printed bulletin, a healthy number of those uh, that are come in this week. Uh, first of all, we do want to send our sympathies to the, the Barker family, especially Delmer and, and the rest of the children. Uh, the passing of Charlotte, who just passed away. And so we uh, do have some news on the, the, the uh, arrangements that is. It's going to be on Tuesday, June 20th, down at Dwayne Spence in Canal Winchester. Uh, visitation will be from 11 to 1. 1 p.m. will be then the service, and uh, we'll be serving actually a bereavement meal here at the church for the family uh, shortly after that as well. So do one again, that's uh, Tuesday at 1 p.m. I do want to also mention, uh, we do have uh, praises that we want to have some praises here today. First of all, Susan Stauffer's scans came back clear from cancer. We're excited about that. And I'm uh, so excited to see God still moving in those prayer requests over years. It's been lots of those return negative. We're, we're, yeah, it's great. Uh, we're so thankful for that. Of course, uh, we're still celebrating Elise Pickett getting engaged. So Elise, uh, congratulations to you. Uh, we're also celebrating Karen Fluhardy, who's been looking for a, a position, has found a job. So I don't see Karen here today, but if you're here today, Karen, wherever you are, congratulations to you. And uh, then we also do want to just, uh, as you see, there's many different weddings taking place. Uh, and we do have, ladies and gentlemen, the, for my pleasure, the first time to introduce to you Mr. and Mrs. Harmon, sitting up here in the third row. <laughs> 
I'm excited for you. Welcome to service. Does it feel different coming together and married? Is it, is it? No, okay. Okay, the same thing. Okay, I got you. All right. Yes, ma'am. That's just, there you go. And then uh, finally, we do have another uh, just big celebration and that we mentioned last week, but just it did go through that Magnus Jusu, uh, his wife Mabel, did have that final interview. Uh, she had to turn in some documentation. She's supposed to go pick those up, I think, in like tomorrow or the next day. Uh, and then it's supposed to be done. So unless they tell her something very much when she picks them up, it's, it's a done deal. Uh, and so, Magnus, we're excited again for that and excited to, to uh, have Mabel come be with us very soon. Uh, you do see our other prayer concerns there that we want to continue to lift up. Of course, uh, keep continuing to pray for each one of those. You also see those in long-term care. We want to lift those up. And so we want to pray for Evelyn, Anna, Jack, Carol, Annabelle, Bette, Reverend Meredith, and Kay, as well as those in active military service, Jake, Nicole, Bishop, Brandon, Parker, Justin, and James. As always, the uh, altar rail is open here today, so if you want to come meet with God, you're welcome to do that. You know as you do come, uh, some friends may come up and uh, place their hand upon you, and uh, once again, i let you know that uh, you don't come to this altar no, alone. So let's now go to the Lord in our time of prayer. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary. Our Father, whenever we use that name, we stand amazed that the God of the universe not only created us and made us in his image, but Lord, even when we turned away and fled from your presence and pursued our own ideas and our own thoughts that were far apart from what your desire was from us, even brought death into our lives and destruction around the world, that God, you are the Lord who still pursued us, who sent Jesus Christ who has paid the price and brought us once again into a relationship with you. And through all that, Lord, when you came to this earth, you taught us to pray, Our Father, 
And so, God, as we're here today, we are standing amazed once again at this glorious God who's here in this room with us, who loves us and teaches us to approach you. And that, God, you don't stand far off and send commandments our way, but, Lord, you come into our very hearts and in our minds and in our souls. You make room in our hearts, and you live there. And, God, just like a good father, you are always with us, consoling us in our grief celebrating our triumphs, and once again, pushing us ever onward to be better Christians than we were the day before. And so, guys, we come and be your people once again. We truly are amazed at your presence, our Father. Guys, we're here today. We know that there are many people who are hurting, and we remember how Scripture, you taught us, Lord, once again, to come and boldly into your presence to bring our request before you and to bring them persistently before you and that, Lord, you would hear our prayer. And so, God, as we do come as a whole church family, we come lifting up those around us and those in our own midst who need your special touch. God, we pray for those who are mourning this day the loss of loved ones. May you again rest your Holy Spirit upon their shoulders and bring peace even in these moments. Lord, we also pray for those who are sick and those who are hurting, those who have upcoming surgeries, those who are recovering. We pray for each of these, that God, your Holy Spirit would work inside them to set every cell right in their body to make everything work as it's supposed to. Lord, that not only would they know of your healing touch, but they could declare your good works once again. God, we pray for those who are going through all sorts of struggles in life. We pray for those who are lonely and brokenhearted. We pray for those who are being just beat down by the world. We pray for those who are refugees that are fleeing homes. We pray, Lord, for those who are in war-torn countries that this day just seek peace and a good place to sleep and some meals to eat. We pray for those who are ravaged by fires and displaced. We pray for those, Lord, who are going about and trying to find ends meet and just looking for work. We pray for those who are addicted to drugs. We pray for those who put their lives on the line. Once again, our first responders and those in military service. God, as we're here today, we pray for all these and many, many more. But Lord, we simply say that you are our Father and help all of us grow closer to you today, to be held in your arms. And once again, Lord, we could not only hear of your goodness, but we would know of your goodness for ourselves. God, we do pray for each of those who come here this morning. May be upon them in a mighty way to answer their prayers, Lord, and to once again bring them to all your glory. We pray again for these prayer requests that come before you each and every day, or each and every Sunday, that is, as we bring these to your altar. We pray for them. And finally, God, we pray not only for your church, but for ourselves. May we become more like Jesus Christ each and every day. Lord, as we pray this prayer, it marks us as your followers. So we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Jion Church, uh, Church student, please meet your leader at the pattern.
place. It is offering time. We want to call on the usher to come forward, please.
to say thank you for the gift, for you are faithful. We thank you for this beautiful day. Lord Jesus, we pray that the gift will be used for its internal purpose. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, special music by Brian Shepherd. Good morning. This song is on the, the Gospel of John, chapter 14, and focuses on the second verse. So if I forget the words, you can read about it. <laughs> From the road down through the valley, some see a mansion on a hill. And even in the darkest hour, they say that a light shines on it still. Others claim that it's only legend. Some even say that it's a hoax. But there's a verse there right in the Bible. It recalls all the words that Jesus spoke. For my Father's house has many mansions, and I would not say it if it were not true. If you believe and if you follow, then there is a mansion there for you. Valid days, they are numbered, but never fear that yours will be too few. For way down deep within the spirit, there is an everlasting you. Though many roads wind through the valley, some days it seems like there is no way out. Just keep your eyes on the horizon, and from your heart remove all doubt. For my Father's house has many mansions, and I would not say it if it were not true. If you believe and if you follow, then there is a mansion there for you. For my Father's house has many mansions, and I would not say it if it were not true. If you believe and if you follow, then there is a mansion there for you. Oh, there is a mansion there for you. Thank you, Brian. Thank you very much.
Thank you. Kai, you ready? I know you're in a hot seat. Don't worry. You'll get it. <laughs> Our scripture today is taken from Ephesians 6, 4. It does read, Fathers, do not anchor your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the law. This is the reading of the law. Thank you, Andrew. And uh, I think I, I should be off here. Can you hear me okay? Good? All right. Well, good morning, church. Uh, on behalf of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I greet you today uh, on this Father's Day. Uh, and Brian, thank you. That was awesome, man. That really, that was, that was hit the heart. I guess I'm going that. But uh, nonetheless, uh, I'm grateful, and I'm very grateful the men's group asked me to talk today. And, and I can tell you, in, in preparations for today's message, I, uh, I went through a lot of thoughts. And, you know, what am I going to talk about? And I had a couple um, moments. And, you know, most of us know on Father's Day, if you have your father around, what a blessing that is. And Father's Day can be a little bittersweet. If your dad's are like your mother's on, on Mother's Day, it can be difficult. But there are a lot of so many beautiful things that happen in life along the way to fathers. And the Summer family is no different, probably just like a lot of your family. But uh, this, this Father's Day, my first Father's Day was 1985. Or 1989, excuse me, I stand corrected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then my second was 1992. And, uh, and it was a beautiful blessing. And what a great time. What a thrill that was. And, uh, but I, this is the first Father's Day. I get to celebrate Father's Day as a grandfather, and uh, and uh, so it's uh, wow. You talk about having you wrapped around her pinky finger. My son and, and uh, daughter-in-law had a beautiful baby girl last August, and we are in love with that child. Blessing from God. So, but uh, nonetheless, in, in preparation, I had uh, thought about some things about you know, fatherhood, my experience as a father. I had a couple of epiphanies, if you will, or realizations along the way in preparation. And literally, guys, I thought, uh, and this is the truth, and any, any fathers could agree with this. This is one truth that's undeniable. That if it wasn't for Mother's Day, there'd be no Father's Day, right? <laughs> I saw Mom's job. I can't do it, okay? There's no way. I could ever do that. You're talking about an ex-college linebacker here. So I played football, and I've seen that what she went through, and it wasn't, it's not possible, not physically possible. So the next epiphany I had, and, and you guys, you fathers would appreciate this, I'm grateful to God that I married a Christian woman. You've never seen the love of a mother until you've seen a Christian woman love her children. So beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. But that being said, when uh, I began preparations for this, I, I, I didn't know, you know, first of all, I, Ron told me I had to wear a flower shirt today, and I don't have any f flower shirts in my inventory. I think the last time I wore a flowered shirt, Ron, was to this, the homecoming dance my senior year in high school in 1976. <laughs> so it's out of inventory these days, but uh, nonetheless, this is a beach shirt, okay? Um, I am... Uh, I worked at the Carolina Beach last, last, last month, so it is legitimately a beach shirt. But anyhow, but 
I was contemplating what I could talk about in this Father's Day service. And I, um, and I prayed about it. And God touched on my heart. I, you know, what's wrong with talking about what a Christian father looks like? And uh, we don't hear much about that, and, but there's, God has a lot to say about it in, in the Scripture. And I've, uh, I can tell you what I did. I put together some pieces of Scripture uh, and to talk about that, but I know when my kids were born, I had a lot of advice from my parents and friends and acquaintances and in-laws and outlaws and everyone else. And they kept telling me, you know, uh, these babies, they don't come with an owner's manual, you know. They don't have an operator's manual when they're born, okay. You just got to kind of wing it and ask mom and dad to help along the way. And uh, I found out to be that that was partially true. And as Andy Griffith used to say, you know, I, I can prove it because it's right here in this thing called the Bible. There's so much scripture available to guide us in, in, in how to be a father. And for that matter, a mother too, okay? And what I did, did uh, put together a little compilation of uh, some uh, of the scripture that exists, if I can. Uh, Tara, if you can forward that, please, I'd appreciate it. What does the Bible have to say about it, first and foremost, before we get into what a, a Christian father looks like? And we've read some of this today already. It talks about the scriptures, God breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Teaching. Life's all about lessons, isn't it? And from your child, we play a huge role in teaching our children right from wrong. And how do we do that? Well, we have an obligation to bring them up in God's word bringing them to church, bringing them to Sunday school, knowing who God is. That's part of our responsibility as men and, and mothers as well, okay? And uh, next it talks about, you just talked about it here, fathers, do not anger your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Ephesians 6, 4. Do not anger your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction. Again, immerse them in God's word. Read to them. You know, Bible lessons, have them in Sunday school. Uh, don't provoke those, your children, but bring them up as God would have you in a very even-tempered and uh, in a uh, loving way. Terry? Also, what else is some other comments? And again, this is only scratching the surface on what is, what God says about parenting. But every man must be swift about hearing and slow to anger. Hey, be a good listener, Dad. Be a good listener. Hear what your children have to say and what where their heart is. And I'm going to do this. I can put this on the collar here, you know. But, uh, but uh, I'm talking from the heart, so I'm obviously going from. Uh, but nonetheless, train your child in the way he should go, and when he is older, he will not turn from it. We just had it. We heard that scripture a few moments ago, how true that is. And as we grow our children in, in, in their Christian faith, knowing who God is, knowing what, you know, how, how do we access eternal life? through Jesus, okay, and through God, we access through Jesus, that forgiveness of sin. They've got to know this. And again, as they get older, they may get distracted, but they'll turn back to that in, in their lifetime sometime, maybe as a parent. I was like that. I mean, I went through, I mean, at one point in time in my life, I was chasing every shiny object you could, you could throw at me, you know. I grew up in the church. I kind of, you know, went to college, and I kind of got into a, away from that, and uh, I was blessed to be able to Marry a Christian woman, and uh, God brought me back to where I needed to be. So that's all true. So just some things that, that uh, what the Bible says about 
raising your children. And believe me, there's so much more. We just, it's just a thumbnail sketch of what's in there. We could spend an entire sermon series uh, on, on what God has to say about parenting, both from a father's perspective and a, a mother's perspective. It's in there. But uh, anyhow, getting back to the theme of my, my talk, I, uh, I did some research online. And I, uh, and, and there was there was a number of websites you can go to. Uh, to what, I was researching. What's God say about fatherhood? What's what's you know where am I supposed to be in this journey as a father? And there was a lot of different thought thoughts that existed on different websites. These are Christian websites, but there seemed to be a consensus. So I don't know about four or five different areas. And there's some commonality, if you will, between all these perspectives. And I try to encapsulate these in my presentation here this morning. When I found out a man takes time for his family, a Christian man takes time for his family. Now, when I was reading this, a thought came back to me about a 1970s pop hit, actually from 1973, a song by Harry Chapin. It was called Cats in the Cradle. And... Uh, <clears throat> If you read, if you listen, if you read this, all, each stanza in there, it talks about the basic gist of this is he, this father has a young son, and the young son is pleading for his father's attention. And the father didn't have time because he was chasing his business, chasing a buck, instead of putting the priorities on his son. Matter of fact, there's some symbolism, a euphemism, whatever you want to call it, in that first stanza, uh, you know, in, in the title. Cats in the Cradle actually represented the young son. And the silver spoon represented the dollar, the almighty dollar, chasing almighty dollar. And you'll hear that theme throughout the song. Cats in the cradle, the silver spoon, little boy blue on the man on the moon. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when, but we'll get together then, Dad. What a tragedy. And if you go down through each stanza in that song, the very last stanza, the father realizes he has gotten older and retired, had time on his hands, and wanted to spend some time with his son called him up and said, hey, let's get together and do something. Well, kids got the flu and business is crazy, Dad. I don't have time. Sure, nice talking to you. Loss, huge loss. Now, it's a contemporary song, but it does teach us a lesson about where our priorities should be as fathers and mothers. Yes, we do have to work. We have to generate an income to provide for our family, but we also have to keep that in perspective and make sure you prioritize your family as God would have us do. Remember, your child is a blessing from God Almighty. And we have an obligation to raise him as he would have us raise that child. And by ignoring that responsibility, it doesn't get, the, doesn't get it done as a parent. We certainly don't live up to God's will. You know, my dad used to say when I was a kid, uh, actually when I became a father, that was a kid, a long, long time ago. My dad told me something, it struck me, and it still sticks with me to this day. He said, son, he said, your kids are going to get your attention. The question is this, are you going to give it to them, or are they going to take it from you? Wow. As a father, that hit me right between the eyes. I knew where my priorities had to be. And it was a godly thing that he was conveying to me through my earthly father. I appreciate that. He told me that after my son was born again, after my daughter was born. And uh, I never forgot that. And like most of you fathers, we take time to be with our sons. Yeah, we got to go to work Monday through Friday or 
you know, Wednesday through Sunday, whatever it may be. But we want to make sure we take that time, take them fishing, take them hunting, go to your, your daughter's choir, you know, concert, choir practice, whatever it may be, the softball game, the football game. Be there for your children. Don't make the mistake of that gentleman in Cats in the Cradle, the mistake that he had made. Now, give loving and compassionate discipline and commendation. Um, you all know about discipline. I think probably we were all disciplined at one point in time in our youth, okay? Uh, I know I had a father that was very strict. <laughs> Rich, I like the story about you. When you got in trouble, your dad used to make you go out to the, the backyard to take a branch, make a switch. The, yeah, you know, we all went there one or, once or twice. And yeah, that is a form of discipline, no doubt. And there's all kinds of forms of, of discipline we can engage in to teach our children lessons, timeouts, and, you know, and, um, you know, grounding, whatever it might be. But it's forms of discipline. And that's a parental obligation for your, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. I don't know if the rod isn't necessarily corporal punishment. It's just the fact that you need the discipline. And as a father, I understand this too. I found out that there's other forms of discipline. Um, teaching lessons about life. I can recall as a kid in the late 60s, and my, yeah, we, my buddies and I would always go to the pool, Jonathan. In Ohio, it was still warm enough to swim up here, so in the summertime. So, But uh, I used to go to the uh, pool, and we'd always take some money with us. And you get a hot dog or a bag of chips, a little pop or something, maybe midway through the afternoon because we're burning up a lot of energy, right? And I go to my dad and say, Dad, can I borrow a buck? He said, go cut the grass. Go cut the grass? I don't have time for that, Dad. Well, I did have time for it. <laughs> Guess what? I was out there chasing a, a lawnmower around for a buck, and I, I learned to spend that money wisely <laughs> back in there. But that is a form of discipline. We as fathers need to administer into our children and teach them those valuable lessons in life and uh, the godly perspective on money and how important it is to be smart with your money. So we can, Terry. Next is uh, number three, loves and respects their wives. Men, I, th I think, you know, God brought that woman into your life for a reason because he wanted her there. It's our obligation to make sure we love them and care for them. And from a father's perspective, um, they gotta, your children need to know that dad loves mom. And, and that, we set the example. Again, some fatherly advice I received from my dad when I became a father. He said, he told me, he said, son, if you really love your kids, you want to do right by your children, love their mother. Love their mother. Man, there's just not enough of that today. It really isn't, you know. Like godly advice. You stood in the church like this, and you promised God, your family and her family and your friends that we're going to love this person forever. Don't hesitate to do that. It's God's intention for us. And, uh, very important. I can recall when my kids were younger, 1989, 1992. <laughs> it's like Back to the Future. I'm thinking Michael J. Fox here or something, you know. But um, I can recall, and when the kids were around, I'd grab Debbie's hand and give her a hug and maybe a little smooch on the lips, and I could still hear my kids going, "Dad, <laughs> don't kiss mom," you know, try to get between you, you know. Y'all went through that. You know what I'm talking about, right? That's just another way of letting your kids know that 
Dad loves mom, mom loves dad. What peace that brings to a household. You know, the peace that God can bring into your home. What a beautiful thing. And uh, I, I remember that finally it was a great, uh, great time of our lives. And we had a lot of fun doing it too, believe me. <laughs> Anyhow, last is prayerful and applies God's wisdom in all family matters. Men, I'm telling you, our children need to see us with our nose in the Bible, reading scripture and, and learning and communicating and talking to our kids about God's will for their life, understanding who Christ is and that, that saving grace of Jesus Christ, the amazing grace that we've been bestowed upon us as believers. Your children need to see you on your knees praying. It's so important they know that you have a relationship with God. You have a relationship with God, and guess what? They, uh, your children emulate a lot of what you do. And that's how that was the beginning of faith for your children, to see mom and dad doing that, those things specifically. You can raise your children up in that kind of environment, in a home of that nature, loving God, just as you love your children and your parents learn to love God and love, like they love their parents. So important, so important. But uh, anyhow, I'd like to leave you with this. Uh, I was at my devotionals a couple weeks ago. There was a, a d daily devotional about uh, uh, David and, and Solomon. And it was in David's dying days. Uh, and he gave a charge to Solomon uh, to uh, live a godly life, rule in a godly manner. Now, I think Solomon probably had a little bit of a checkered success there, I guess, here and there. But nonetheless, David charged him with this specifically. He said, Solomon, be courageous. Be a man. That was God talking to Solomon through David. And that, that's our charge, men. Be courageous. In a day when it's easy to back down and tuck tail and run, we need to stand in the gap for God, for our families, and for the Christian way of life. It's easy to back down. I guess maybe in another way of looking at it, God ain't looking for beta males. He needs alpha males. He loves all, don't get me wrong. But he needs men to stand in that gap for their wives and their children and make sure that their homes are peaceful and loving and they learn about God, godly principles in their lives. So that's just so important. I, I thought that's pretty cool. It applies to us as well, men and fathers. Be courageous. Be a man. Be a man with your home, at work. Stand up for what you believe in and teach your kids the correct way to be and, and teach them about faith and bring them up in faith. So uh, that's uh, just a little bit of a, a men's group perspective here today. But I would like to take a moment, if I could, before I conclude, uh, by uh, taking a moment. I know, Jonathan, this is your next to last Sunday with us, and uh, it's probably we started this long goodbye, uh, and it's unfortunate that we have to say goodbye, but I wanted to take a moment on behalf of Debbie and I, and I know I speak on behalf of the church, thank you for all that you've done for our church. I know we'll have a formal goodbye next week, but you came, and believe me, you were here for a reason. God put you here, and, uh, and there was times that we could never foresee when you first got here, the pandemic, one of the most Heartbreaking things I saw, but it was obviously I was appreciative. It was during the COVID pandemic when things were closed, schools were closed, churches were closed. 
it was Pastor Jonathan up here preaching to an empty church. And Terry was here. I think maybe Courtney was here. Brian, whatever. That was about all we had. And it was beautiful that we were able to do that. We were very thankful and grateful. But we wanted to be here as a church. And, and uh, you stood in that gap, Jonathan, and made it happen. So God bless you and thank you so much. That was very, very meaningful. So uh, we're going to miss you. You'll always have a home here, you and your family, your wife and kids. We're going to miss those children. My goodness, seeing them run through the church. But So on behalf of the men's group, thank you very much. Okay, if we could please, just take a moment in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you for this beautiful day you've given us. Thank you for the blessings of fatherhood and motherhood, the blessings that children bring, God. We pray for all our children, our grandchildren today. And may our lives glorify you. Uh, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, God. And uh, may that always be in Jesus' name. Amen.
the next Sunday. It's very important. That's why we stress it because we saw the kids and Pastor General came and they grew. We want to make sure they go up beautifully. So please, if you are not signed up yet, Jennifer is back there waiting after church. We appreciate you do that. Thank you. I guess you can hear me okay. Okay, if we could uh, for a moment have a benediction before we adjourn for the day. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in his name shall not perish, but have eternal life. May that be what drives us this week, understanding that blessing each and every single day of our lives. Have a great week, folks. Happy Father's Day to you fathers again.